Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's for on the bench in the biggest way possible. No Scotty tonight. Final night of the week. As Scotty's been off all week long, and I've been here with you. Mike Carver, Carver High, in for Scotty. Scotty back on Monday. Back from vacation. It's been a fun week. Bench, coast to coast, the whole deal. Had Dane hanging with me on the TV side. First couple nights this week, we had Mafia hanging. Uh, and we've been solo the last couple nights. Not completely solo because my man Christian Burgoyne has been doing an outstanding job taking care of business as well. We got you for the next couple of hours. Usual Friday night here on the bench. We will take you through all of the night's action, including this college football game going on right now. Virginia Tech and Boston College. And geez, I mean, this game right here, this is why they invented gambling for this football game, because it is absolutely unwatchable. I mean, this is ugly. 17-3, to Boston College leads Virginia Tech very early in the fourth quarter. Um, Vatek closed, I think, as one-point favorite as uh, Jerkovic, the Boston College quarterback who hasn't played since week two, uh, appeared out of the tunnel tonight, warmed up and played, uh, which moved the line down a couple of points. And the Hokies lost their quarterback, Burmeister, on the first series of the game. This kid that they brought in has been absolutely disgusting. As he, I think that's the first pass he just completed right now, getting it across midfield. It, it really does boggle your mind that Power 5 college football teams don't have, you know, like a couple of quarterbacks that can play. Like, they brought this kid in. I, I've forgotten his name already. I just I was so, got so sick of looking at him. He's awful. Like, can you imagine somebody recruited this kid? Like, I get it. He probably hasn't played much yet. But, like, this kid had to be good in high school, right? To get recruited by a Power 5 team, Virginia Tech. He stinks. He can't complete a pass. Give you an idea who we like tonight? You think we like Virginia Tech down 17-3 in the fourth quarter? Yeah, you can probably figure that out right now. We have another game coming up soon. Utah taking on Stanford in Palo Alto. You talk about line movement. Yesterday, this was seven and a half. Uh, half an hour to kick off here, about 20 minutes, up to 11 and a half. Utah now the favorite in uh, against the Stanford Cardinal. I liked the Cardinal over a touchdown. I'm just going to wait this out a little bit more. Maybe it'll give me 12. Maybe we'll get to 12 before this thing kicks off. I just think it's a lot of points. A lot of points uh, in this game between Utah and Stanford tonight. Utah not as good a team on the road. We will keep our eye 
on that as well. Going on tonight, a lot of NBA, some very interesting games as the Knicks were down 15-plus in the first half in Milwaukee against the Bucks, and they have absolutely turned that game around in a big way. Uh, Knicks right now might have just gone final. Let me just get this out for you here. Yes, yeah, gone final, 113-98. to The Knicks beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. And Vatek actually down to the 10-yard line. You see, this is what we needed. We needed the, the bench to start so that I can get on here, start killing the Virginia Tech quarterback, and then he starts completing some passes. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates for all on the bench on a pain-free Friday night. Carver High in for Scotty. He's back on Monday right here on Sports Grid Radio. We are watching all of the action tonight. We have two college football games, one in the fourth quarter, one kicking off in, in about 20 minutes as Virginia Tech, for the first time all night, is in the red zone looking to punch this in against Boston College and make it a one-score game. And, of course, they take a false start penalty. Nice job. We've got Utah and Stanford coming up in a little bit, too. So the Bucks had a 38-19 lead after the first quarter against the Knicks tonight in Milwaukee, and the Knicks never looked back after that. 113-98. They win outright. Julius Randle with 32. Good night for him uh, for the Knicks. Excellent win. The Nets had to hold on in Detroit. Had an early league big. The Pistons came back, and the Nets had to make a couple of shots at the in the uh, final minute. I saw one by Kevin Durant. That was kind of the dagger for the Nets. So 96-90, they get a win on the road in Detroit. Uh, he almost threw a pick in the end zone. This kid stinks, man. Stinks. Spurs beat the Magic 102 to 89 in Orlando. The Wizards beat the Grizzlies 115 to 87. How about my Cavaliers coming from behind, winning in Toronto 102 to 101? The Cavs, man, they have to be the feel-good story of the early NBA season. A six and four team now. The Cleveland Cavaliers made some interesting moves in the offseason. Drafted Mobley, of course, third overall. He's been great. Nice job by the Cavs as they continue to win games. Come from behind. Getting points every night, too. What is this? This is not good. As I see a Boston College player running 90 yards untouched into the end zone, there is a flag on the field. Of course, we're doing the show. We're not completely paying attention. We keep looking over at the TV every few seconds. Uh, Fuente sitting there. He's puzzled. He has no idea what's happening. Let's see if this call completely screws us here tonight. Let's see if we can get the nail in the coffin. For Virginia Tech. We'll let you know what happens when we come back. I mean, he's... He, that's... Ooh, he's down either way. Front on the bench, Carver High, in for Scotty tonight, right here on Sports Grid Radio. All the live action. We're going to do all the NFL for this weekend. Joe Lisi later with all the college. A lot to do. Front on the bench gets going on the grid right after this. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day. And internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And we are back. Brell on the bench. Carver High in for Scotty here on a pain-free Friday. We finish off the week here on Sports Grid Radio. Uh, for your Sirius XM listeners, we're up the dial, baby. Good to have you. Channel 159. So they gave Boston College the ball. This will effectively end the football game. Virginia Tech was going in. The referee overturned the guy's knee being down. Now, that was when I said before that the guy was running 90 yards down the field. They did not allow that. They gave him the ball at the spot where the recovery was. So they're way back uh, on the their own 15-yard line, Boston College. But it's all the same. This game's over. Uh, Virginia Tech was going in. Unless Jerkovich wants to fumble here, he spins away. Oh, my God. What defense by Va Tech basically had nine chances to take this kid down behind the line of, line of scrimmage. They don't allow it to happen. He dances through everybody and picks up the first down. The Hokies stink. Should fire Fuente after this game tonight. We'll gas Lisi up later. He can't stand this guy, Justin Fuentes, the Virginia Tech head coach. We'll gas Joe up with him. Although I know Joe was on Boston College. Look at this guy. One guy missed tackle, two missed tackles, three missed tackles. Jukes a guy. Oh. Jerkovic, the Boston College quarterback, making things happen. He's done absolutely nothing through the air. Everything has been on with his legs. And now he completes a big pass down to the 40. This game is over, baby. Boston College about to put the nail in the coffin here on Vatek. What a shame. What a shame. Hokies did not come to play tonight. All right, let's go back to uh, seeing what's going on in the NBA. We gave you the finals. Let's see what's going on in-game right now. Try to find ourselves something uh, to happen. The Clippers lead the T-Wolves 97-76. About six minutes left to go in the fourth quarter in Minnesota in that one. The Pelicans and the Warriors are just underway in Golden State. Uh, one minute in, 2 nothing. How about that? Flag on Virginia Tech. I guess they're going to unsportsmanlike conduct. That's probably after the play. So that big play is going to stand, I would have to guess. Um, I'm sure they won't. Yeah, there you go. A little taunting penalty. Taunting penalty on Boston College. Uh, Trailblazers and Pacers underway in Portland. 6 nothing. Blazers out of the gate there. The Kings have a 13-8 lead on the Hornets very early in Sacramento tonight. So it'll be first and 10 for BC. They back them up 15. They're back on the other side of the 50, but they're at midfield. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Vatek, uh, who's had tr- trouble moving the football all night, really needs to stop. And then, it'll, I mean, it'll take them years just to score. They're not, they might not even score tonight. They could, they're going to be stuck on three, is what it is. 
Uh, Kings, minus four and a half live against the Hornets. The Blazers, minus six and a half live against the Pacers right now, up 6 nothing. And the Pelicans have a quick 8-4 lead on the Warriors. Warriors minus 7.5 is your live number there. Hockey, we have live going on tonight as well. In fact, every game's still going. One game is yet to face off. The Jets lead the Blackhawks 4-1 in Winnipeg. That is midway through the third period. Uh, Jets minus 3.5 if you want to play the puck line live, uh, plus 182. You think they'll score another one. Rangers and Oilers now tied at one. The Rangers came out and scored an early goal. It was a good time to jump on the Oilers if you wanted to. Now it's back to around the pregame minus 170. Rangers plus a buck 32 there. Total six and a half. Predators are in Vancouver tonight. Scoreless. Just about five minutes in. Nothing going on there so far in terms of change of line. And the Ducks already have a one nothing lead on the Desert Dogs, the Coyotes, at the Duck Pond in Anaheim. Minus 390. Jeez. I mean, it's a one nothing game, and you get the Coyotes plus 280 here. There's a lifetime left in it. But the Ducks are not a good enough team to be laying minus 390, even though they got a one nothing lead. That's a tough scene right there. That's all I'm going to think about that one as we sit here for the next minute or two. Uh, the Devils and the Kings are at Staples Center tonight in Los Angeles. Kings minus 118, Devils minus 104. That's about a 10.35 p.m. Eastern kick. So the Virginia Tech defense gets a stop after the dopey on sportsmanlike conduct penalty on Boston College. They will punt this away. But the clock is ticking. There's seven and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And the Vatek offense has done nothing tonight. The last drive was their best of the game, and they fumbled it away at the 15. So I don't really have much faith in them here to get things done. What are we looking at from a live perspective? BC minus 14 and a half, which obviously there is, you know, you're expecting them to score again. You can get Virginia Tech down 14 plus 14 and a half, but you're going to pay for it. Minus 240. Total 26 and a half with 20 on the board. I don't think anybody else is scoring in this game, to be quite honest with you. I think this might end 17 3. 26 and a half is the total under to plus 106. Yeah, I mean. I'd like to play it, to be quite honest with you. I don't think anybody's scoring. I don't think anybody's going to score in this game. Under 26 and a half. I think we might have to go with that. We might have to get involved here. This game has just been misery. I could just see Virginia Tech once again not scoring, stalling out. Boston College killing clock. This is a good under spot. 26 and a half for Virginia Tech and Boston College right now. And we are a few minutes away from Utah and Stanford in Palo Alto, which is now down back to 11. Gone from 7.5 to 11.5, back down to 11. We did get the Cardinal uh, at the 11 spot. Once I saw it come back down another half, I said, that's enough for me. I don't want it to go any lower. So we have Stanford at 11 coming up here uh, at the bottom of the hour. We'll keep our eye on that. We'll have Joe Lisi in hour number two. We will go through all of the college football with Joe. You're actually going to get like almost like a mini uh, two-segment version of the show that we do on Sports Grid Radio in the afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, which is college football full circle. Joe and, uh, hosts that along with me, and we will blow through all the games uh, in the final 30 minutes of this program. So please stick around for that. I will go through, uh, when we come back from the break, 
I'll go through all the start going through all the NFL for this week. Week nine in the NFL, where uh, there was a lot of I guess off the field stuff today. Good day for you know Aaron Rodgers in the city of Green Bay. Jeez, Aaron had a lot to say on the Pat McAfee show. If you want to check that out, it's gonna be on Sports Grid TV tonight at midnight. Um, you check out the whole interview between Pat and Aaron, where Aaron Rodgers basically told his side of the story. Which, hey, I'm not getting into a political debate. Uh, you know, there's some things he probably said that are going to make a lot of people not like Aaron Rodgers anymore. Um, here, here's the main thing in the in the space that we're in. You know, this will pass, and next Sunday when he's allowed to come back, he'll be back throwing touchdown passes against the Seattle Seahawks at Lambeau Field, and this stuff will, you know, it's going to go away. That's that's kind of how it happens. Everybody's going to be mad right now. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to get vaccinated. Green Bay fans will be cheering him when he's throwing touchdown passes for the Seattle Seahawks next Sunday. That's how it goes. But he will not be there when they are in Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs, where Jordan Love will get the ball. And when we come back, we'll talk about him. Odell Beckham Jr., gone. He gone out of Cleveland. That didn't last very long, did it? Oh, Odell's going to be different now. Going to Cleveland. And I don't, I don't think I could completely blame Beckham here for what's gone on. Uh, you know, the Browns are always the Browns. Even though they got some shiny new toys the last couple of years, the end of the day, they're still the Browns. And weird things happen to them, and now Beckham out. Somebody's going to claim him on Monday, or maybe not. I, they could be setting this up to where he does get to pick where he wants to go. We'll talk about it. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High, in for Scotty, right here at Sports Grid Radio. Start diving into NFL Week 9 when we come back on the grid right after this. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And we are back. Brill on the bed. Carver High in for Scotty here. A pain-free Friday night. So we finish off the week. Been fun hanging with you. While Scotty's been on vacation, he will be back on Monday, coast to coast and the bench here for you. Uh, Virginia Tech got the football back, did absolutely nothing with it. The one game that the one play that they actually did gain a couple of yards uh, got called back on a penalty. So if you did jump in on that under 26 and a half, you're probably going to be in good shape. 
There's under five minutes to go. They just punted. You know, you're down 17-3. There's under five minutes in the game. Might as well just wave the white flag uh, and kick it away, which is what Virginia Tech did. And, man, I wouldn't even let Fuentes go back to the office when he gets back to the Blacksburg campus. Just, uh, here you go, coach. Here's your stuff. We boxed it up for you. Get on out of here. Imagine losing this game. I get. I don't care that he lost his quarterback in the first quarter. You're Virginia Tech. You don't have an, a capable backup. I mean, do these guys recruit anybody? Do they go watch these kids? Kid can't play. You have him in the game. Can't complete a pass. It really is sick. Absolutely sick. Let's get into the NFL because we're going to do all the college in the second hour when Lisi jumps on with us. So we'll do a little NFL now. Week number nine, of course, last night you were with us during the Jet Colt game. That gave everybody holding Colt tickets a heart attack. Uh, that was not fun. We don't want to go through that again. So let's try to get some things going this weekend. First off, uh, we'll do them in order. The Texans are in Miami against uh, Flipper and the Dolphins. This game opened seven and a half earlier in the week. Then Tyrod Taylor, it was announced, was going to play. He has not played since week one for Houston. Uh, he got injured in that game, the only game that they won this year. And... Davis Mills has been carrying the mail, doing an awful job of it. He's now out. Tyrod Taylor back in. Everybody on the Houston Texans. 75% tickets, 75% money. Down to five and a half. A lot of action on the over as well in this game, which right now the total sitting at 46. I actually could see that because sometimes when you get two awful teams together, Scotty talks about this a lot, you get two awful teams Sometimes they end up scoring a ton of points. And that could be the case with Tyrod playing. Tua seems to be healthy. Uh, I lean to the Texans here, but it does bother me that it seems like everybody's on them. And that's probably going to take me off of them. So I might lean more towards the Dolphins. Maybe they'll even uh, go down another point for me here. Get me down to four and a half. Uh, even better. So I think Miami might be the play now. A little bit too much public action on the Houston Texans for me. That over does sound good, though, at 46. Could be some fireworks between the Texans and the Dolphins down at Hard Rock on Sunday. Denver visits the Cowboys. Jerry's world. Dak Prescott looks like a full go. His receivers, that's a whole nother story. As Adam Kaplan was telling me today on Coast to Coast, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper both dealing with some nagging injuries. We will see what the status is for both of them on Sunday. If he has his full arsenal of weapons at his disposal, and he's got all his receivers, and of course he's got Zeke Elliott, he's not going to have, of course, Tyron Smith as left tackle. I don't think that matters too much. The Broncos, there's this like overrated idea out there that the Broncos have a good defense. They don't. It's not that good. I think the Cow. I just don't see how the Broncos are going to keep up with them. The Cowboys are going to score points. When those guys are in the game, when they have their full offense, they score. Go look. I, I mean, it's just when they do lose, it's good, you know their defense doesn't get the job done, and their defense is much improved. We've seen that, especially last Sunday night in Minnesota when they had to start Cooper Rush, and their defense played great against Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Minus nine and a half right now for the Cowboys. Total forty eight and a half. I'm with the I'm with the star here. Uh, everybody is with the star. It's actually kind of evened out a little bit. Now 59%, 51% for Dallas. Uh, but this thing is now moved back down to 9.5. Uh, 
We saw some tens for a little while yesterday, but I think it's just this is more playing against Denver than it is playing for Dallas. I just I've talked all year. You guys have heard me. I, I think the Broncos stink. I think they're lucky they played three awful teams to start the year. I got Vic Fangio a couple wins. He's gonna be out the door when the season's over because they're not even gonna finish five hundred. So give me the Cowboys minus the nine and a half at home. And maybe some points, you know, 48 and a half. You see, I just don't know if Denver will help the cause. That's why I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't really go near the total in this game. I don't know if Denver will score. Man, a lot of action on the over, too. 66%, 98%. This, that for the total, it's still early. A lot of that stuff comes in Saturday night, Sunday morning. So it's hard on Friday to get a good gauge with the tickets, especially on a total. But Cowboys all the way for me, minus nine and a half in that game. Vikings in Baltimore against the Ravens. The Vikings were embarrassing on Sunday night. They had the Cowboys in their place. They had Cooper Rush starting, coming off a couple of nice performances. And as usual, Kirk Cousins disappears in a big spot. He was dreadful, dreadful in that game against the Cowboys. And it seems to always be the same story with Minnesota. If you want to back them, in some random 1 o'clock Sunday game, like earlier this year, like they're playing Carolina, nobody cares type of game. You look at the game, like you're watching the games that matter, and then like, you know, in like the witching hour, you know, like 3.30, 4 o'clock, you're looking at it and you're going, oh man, like look at the Vikings. They got, you know, they're 38-35 with the Panthers. Look at all these points they're scoring. And then you actually get to watch them in a primetime game, and they suck. It's amazing how it goes. So now they're going to go to Baltimore. Ravens coming off a bye. Minus six for them. Totals 50 and a half. This will be a game where the where the Vikings will give you some effort. Coming off the miserable performance on Sunday night. They'll go into Baltimore. They won't win the game, but they'll probably lose by three or something like that. Three or four. And they'll cover this six. Because that's just the way the Vikings work. They love to screw you. See, everybody this week is going to go, man, the Vikings, they were so bad on Sunday night. Forget them. I want nothing to do with them. Look at this. 70% Baltimore tickets, 92% of the money. Everybody's on the Ravens. Why? Because everybody got to watch the Vikings, see how bad they were in prime time. And so you get a little bit of an overreaction line here. I don't think the Vikings are very good. But they have this way in some of these games of showing up in games where you don't expect them to and completely falling on their faces in the games where you do expect them to, like when Cooper Rush comes to the building. I like the Vikings plus the six against the Ravens on Sunday. I do think the Ravens will win the game. But I think it's a lot of points. We're going to go Vikings. And the total is very high. Adam Kaplan, actually, you usually don't get too many picks from Adam. But he'll throw you a little nugget, and like he'll give you a line where he's just like, I don't know what the total is in that game. But I'd probably play it to the over. There's going to be a lot of points there. He gave you one of those with the Vikings and the Ravens today on Coast to Coast. I told him 50 and a half. He goes, yeah, I'd probably play the over in that game. This is the kind of game, just kind of wild, like 33-30 type of game. And the Ravens end up winning it. Vikings will cover. Carolina hosting New England on Sunday. Everybody, and I mean everybody, is on the New England Patriots. I've seen a couple places already get this up to four. Still a three and a half at a lot in most most shops. But up to four in a few. Pounding, 
public pounding the Patriots in Carolina. We still don't know if Sam Darnold is definitely playing. Not that, I mean, it matters. He's been awful against Bill Belichick defenses when he was with the Jets. And he ain't that much better, as you've seen the last few weeks. They tried to sell you when they were 3-0. and Look at Sam Darnold. Look at him go. He's, you know, he's so much better. It was the Jets. No, it wasn't the Jets. He's not that good. Not that good. In fact, I'd, if I was Matt Rule, I'd almost want to play P.J. Walker on Sunday. Give, uh, give Bill a different look. Because he's seen plenty of Sam Darnold. And he knows what to do with him. Might get McCaffrey back too. Doesn't sound like he's a full 100% go. Sounds like he's going to be on a little bit of a pitch count. If the whole world wasn't on the Patriots, I'd probably be on them too. I actually like the over in this game more than the side. It's 41, pretty low. I mean, we've seen the Patriots play for a team that everybody, you know, talks about their defense and how great it is. The Patriots have played some games where there's been some points on the board. They've like actually started to score a little bit. You know, you look at this total of 41. Look at these last few weeks. I mean, 27-24, 54-13, 35-29, All these games would go over this total. These are all the, these are the last few weeks for the Patriots. These are all the games. Yeah. Now Carolina, they're another story. They don't score much. They do not score much. But I think the Patriot D is a little overrated. A little bit. That three and a half is interesting. If this thing gets to four, four and a half, I think you could probably pull me in on the Panthers. But everybody's looking at a, a basically a wrecking ball for the New England Patriots coming up here on Sunday. As as predicted, Boston College is absolutely chewing away the clock in this football game. 17 to 3, two minutes left to go. That under 26 and a half should be good as long as they don't do something stupid and bust one here to the end zone. We should be able to get this under in game of 26 and a half between BC and Virginia Tech. What an awful football game this has been. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back. More Week 9 games. Take another look around the NBA and see how it ended here between Boston College and Bot Tech. We keep rolling on the grid right after this. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And we are back. Fro on the bench. Carver High in 
for Scotty. Pain-free Friday night. Scotty will be back on Monday right here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. It is a final in Chestnut Hill. Uh, we, we at least got something right in that game. Thank God we jumped in there with a couple minutes left on that under 26 and a half. Uh, nobody else scored. 17-3, the final. I've watched a lot of college football this year. There's no doubt. I've watched a lot of college football for a long time. I've obviously watched a lot more college football this year. Doing the show every day with Lisi, uh, college football full circle. So I've seen a, a, a lot of games that in the past I probably wouldn't have hung around for as long. That Boston College-Virginia Tech game was definitely probably the worst game I've watched all year. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to think in my brain right now if there was a worse game. Maybe the Fresno State-UConn uh, game uh, opening week, that 45. But at least like Fresno State like scored and ran it up, and they actually had some offensive plays. Like That was absolutely sick to watch offensively. I, it just completely bored you. It's the reason why they, they gamble. Because like in that game, like you would have no... Getting involved on that 26-and-a-half under, it's like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It really is, because it actually made that game watchable. My my TV wasn't going to blow up. That's how bad the football game was. So we move away from that. We are now on to the West Coast. Pac-12 after dark, Friday night style. For Utah and Stanford, the line movement in this game in the last 24 hours was bananas. Yesterday afternoon, it was Utah minus 7.5 road favorites. This uh, yesterday afternoon, this morning, it had gotten to eight and a half. Afternoon, nine and a half. I checked about what when we started the show forty minutes ago. Eleven and a half starts going back down. Got down to ten and a half right before kick. So a lot of movement in the last twenty-four hours in this game. Uh, we've talked about this. Utah not as good. On the road as they are at home. Very good home team. They've had their issues on the road this year. Aside from a win at USC at the LA Coliseum. They have lost in a lot of spots. Lost at BYU. Lost at San Diego State. Lost at Oregon State. Stanford, on the other hand, is one of the most Jekyll and Hyde teams in all of college football. There are weeks where you're like, wow, you know, Stanford, they're a lot better than I thought. Then there are weeks where you go, yeah, Stanford, uh, they're as bad as I thought. We don't know which team you're going to get tonight. So with the we tried to get the best of the line, which I think that we did at 11. You know, we did miss 11 and a half. That was the most I saw. Went back five minutes later, was 11. It was the, but it was better than me playing it yesterday. Sometimes that's why sometimes there is it is good to wait. Because I kind of liked it at seven and a half yesterday. I was like, ah, maybe I'll get a little more. Ended up getting 11. Now let's just hope that they don't get their doors blown off at home by Utah. Let's get a little effort like they did against USC or like they did against Oregon. We need one of those nights from the Stanford Cardinal as Utah already at the 35 yard line. <laughs> Minute and a half in. Utah on the move. <laughs> This could be a long couple hours here with some Pac-12 after dark. A long couple hours. Oh, the tree. I can't stand Stanford either. It's like it, it, it's almost dirty for me to, to be on them. The tree. The mascot's a tree. 
get serious. So we'll see what's happening there. NBA right now. Let's quickly just jump back, give you some live action on the NBA. Kings just completely taking it to the Hornets. 46-22 to 22 right now in Sacramento. You get the Hornets at 16.5 right now. You'd think they should have a run in them at some point. 17.5 it just ticked up to. The Pacers also getting whacked. East Coast teams not doing so well in the West tonight. Blazers up 40-28. to 28. That game midway through the second quarter. Grab the Pacers at 12.5 live if you are so inclined. The Warriors hit eight threes in the first quarter, I saw. 43-33. They lead the Pelicans. Minus 13.5 live. So that is your three NBA games going on right now. NHL. The Jets did end up getting another goal. They beat the Blackhawks 5-1. to The Rangers have exploded for three in the second. They now lead Edmonton 4-1 to up in Alberta. How about the Rangers tonight? Wow. Preds and the Canucks tied at one in Vancouver. The Ducks have added on against the Desert Dogs. 2 to nothing at the end of the first period. And the Devils and the Kings are finally underway. They're about five minutes in. First period at Staples. And everything's kind of status quo from the pregame there. Minus 125 for the Kings. Minus 102 for the Devs. Uh, we'll keep going through NFL week number nine right now. Next hour, college football. Joe Lisi joins me. And we'll go through all the games. The Bills are in Jacksonville on Sunday. Biggest spread of the week. 14 and a half. Bills laying the heavy lumber at Jacksonville. And look. When the Bills have played bad teams this year, aside from last week against Miami, the Bills have laid the hammer down. And they even covered, I mean, depending on when you got the line last week, they did technically cover it because it was 13.5 for a lot of the week. And they won by 14. So, or 15, I should say. They won by 15. 26-11, I believe, was the final of the Bill game last week. But even then, they still covered, even though they were very, very sloppy for the first two and a half quarters. Jags... Look, you know, they got whacked in Seattle last week. They're one of the two or three worst teams in the NFL this year. Wouldn't stun me if they really got bombed by the Bills. I mean, I think the Bills could win this by 24 to 28 points. They're that much better than Jacksonville. They're not going to be bothered going by the, on the road. In fact, half the place or more is going to be filled with Bills fans on Sunday in Jacksonville. The Mafia travels south. They were, in, they were loaded up in Nashville a couple Monday nights ago. Utah in the end zone, by the way. First drive of the game, bang, right down the field. Touchdown. I mean, not even five minutes in. Four, four, four minutes into the game, bang, Utah on the board. Well, let's see if Stanford's got the offense tonight. Some weeks they have it. Some weeks they don't. We're going to need it tonight, catching 11 against the Utes. So 14 and a half, no problems here with the Bills. Uh, they should make things happen against the Jags. The Browns and the Bengals. Very big game in the AFC North. Interesting nugget. Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach. Second season. He's 0-7 against the spread against other AFC North teams. 0-7. Jeez. He's catching 2.5 in Cincinnati. Bengals coming off a very bad loss. And the Bengals bothered me, as we talked about earlier in the week. Finally buy into the Bengals. And uh, they leave you at the altar. I thought, man, played well against the Packers at home. Came up short in that overtime game. Get a win on the road in Baltimore. Man, Bengals aren't the Bengals anymore. This is new. New team. Lose to the Jets. 
sick. Now, the next test for the Bengals. Can they respond off of an ugly loss? Having a team coming into their building on Sunday that has had a lot of off-the-field drama this week with the Beckham stuff. And you could say, hey, the guys don't care. They all, say, they all answer questions about Beckham all week. There was no questions about the Browns. I sat here listening to press conferences from the Cleveland Brown players for the last three days. It was all about Beckham. It wasn't about Joe Burrow. It wasn't about Jamar Chase. It wasn't about anything. It wasn't about the Brown defense. I mean, the Bengal defense. It's not what it was about. It was about Beckham. All week long. Beckham, 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 Beckham. Now, Stefanski said, you know, win will galvanize us. We'll get, rally the troops. Good luck. Hope your D shows up. Because I got the Bengals have got to be an upset unit after the way they lost to the Jets on Sunday. Minus two and a half. We're going with the Bengals here. And I'm going with the over. A lot of points. Under in the bill game, by the way. I know I was just thinking, I mean, I'm picking a lot of overs this weekend, which I usually, I'm usually pretty split with overs and unders. Just a couple of these games feel like the numbers are a little low. So that's why I like the overs. But under in that bill, 48 and a half with the Jags. Uh, I don't think the Jaguars are going to score a lot of points. Do like the over, 47. Browns and the Bengals as well. Falcons and the Saints in the Dome. Trevor Simeon is going to start for New Orleans. Now, Taysom Hills, of course, had concussion issues the last couple of weeks. I think that if Sean Payton had his way, he'd be starting Taysom Hill. Even if he's cleared to play, you know he's going to use him in his gadget role. But I think if he can get him in a full week of practice... He's going to start starting. You're eventually going to see Taysom Hill starting for the Saints. Sean Payton's been dying to get this guy in the mix. Just dying. Now this week, Simeon's going to play. I've been down on the Saints all year. Did they impress me last week beating the Bucks at home? Yes, of course they did. It changed my mind a little bit about them? Yeah. But they have Trevor, Trevor Simeon starting on Sunday. And I think that that's significant. The Falcons are not a very good football team. But Falcons and the Saints, usually when one's bad, one's good, both good, both, doesn't matter. They play close games. They're division rivals. Giving me six points with the better quarterback. Let's take it. Falcons plus six in New Orleans against the Saints. Might not win the game outright, but we'll take the six points. Another low total, too, 41.5. That's the Trevor Simeon effect. That I could see going under. This could be a 16-13 game. 20-2017 game. Uh, Take the points with the Falcons. At least that's where I'm going on Sunday. Raiders and the Giants at MetLife. You couldn't probably pay me to bet this game on Sunday. And here's why. The Raiders, as we know, had another very difficult week. Um... You know their wide receiver is uh, basically going to go to jail, uh, you know, for killing somebody in a in a car wreck DUI. So they rugs who's not even their wide receiver. They released him, of course. So they've had the rugs thing going on all week. And what have they had to talk about all week? They had to talk about the rug stuff. This is a lot different than a few weeks ago when Gruden got fired. This is a member of their team gone. They are all obviously hurt for him, and the family of the person who passed away. A very rough scene. This is like Giants are or get out of the way for me. I I, I just the Raiders are one thousand percent a better football team than the Giants, one thousand percent. 
and I don't care anymore about West Coast teams going to the East Coast. That's that garbage is over. In 2021, we've seen it now over two or three years. Go look at it. It doesn't matter anymore. West Coast teams come to one o'clock Eastern starts and they win on the East Coast. It happens all the time. So that used to matter in like the 80s and the 90s. They'd make a huge deal about that. It doesn't matter anymore. What matters to me is I don't know where the Raiders' heads are at. And that's why I'm getting out of the way of this one. Please. Uh, up to three and a half. It was three most of the week. People are betting the Raiders. God bless you. Will they probably win the game? Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm not going to be a part of it. Uh, that's for sure. Stanford now gets the ball. And nothing like a quick three and out to spark the hopes of Stanford ticket holders. Nothing will get you fired up after allowing an opening drive touchdown than to go three and out right afterwards. Good job, David Shaw. Brell on the bench. Carver High in for Scotty right here at Sports Grid Radio. We will come back. A couple more games in NFL Week 9. Next hour, Lisey with the college football. We keep rolling on the grid right after this. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. And we are back. Throw on the bench. Barbara High in for Scotty on a pain-free Friday. Taking you through all the action that is going on tonight. Utah already on the move. (laughs) Second drive of the game. They scored with ease in four minutes the first drive. Stanford with a quick three and out. And now Utah already in Stanford territory. Not only are they already in Stanford territory, they're at the 10. This is not how you wanted to start this football game. Get the best number. You know, Stanford minus 11. Get, get an 11. Get the best number. Yeah, you want to know when the best number was? Yesterday, Utah minus 7.5. That was the best number. They look like they're just going to absolutely steamroll Stanford tonight. I mean, we're halfway through the first quarter, and I'm like, we can just roll this ticket up and throw it away. Just absolutely finished. They got no shot. This game's over, baby. 7 nothing, and Utah's on the 5. This game's over already. They're going to pop this in. 14 nothing, first quarter. 
Stanford's offense is abysmal. The games that they've won this year, they've absolute rock fights with USC and with Oregon. They're not built to come back down 14-0 halfway through the first quarter. Here comes Utah. You're gonna, and, they're, and they're in. Probably the easiest two touchdowns you'll ever see in your life. Utah scored on their first two drives of the game. Look out. Throw on the bench. Carver High for Scotty right here. Sports Grid Radio. You will come back. Hour number two on the grid right after this. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 